You're listening to iWolf's Season 7, Episode 7, Picking Up Your New Puppy. Now here are your hosts, Dr. Ian Dunbar, Kelly Dunbar, and Jamie Dunbar. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of iWolf's. I am Jamie Dunbar, and I'm joined as usual by my dad, Dr. Ian Dunbar. Hello there. And Kelly Dunbar. Hey. Today, we're going to talk about what you should do when you go to pick up your new puppy for the very first time. From the moment you first meet your puppy to literally picking your puppy up to transporting your puppy home. So let's jump right in. Kelly, what do you like to do the first time, the first moment you meet a new puppy that you'll be bringing home with you? Well, I like to meet them um, usually sitting down, let the puppy crawl on your lap or let them come to you. I don't like to be, have a puppy thrust at me or to grab a puppy. You just, you want to sit down with, on the ground, have the breeder bring the puppy over and uh, either you know, maybe gently place the puppy in your lap or let him, you know, place them on the floor in a pen near you and just sit down and meet your puppy that way. Um, if it's appropriate, you might have a little snack with you, little tiny puppy snacks. Um, but I don't even think that's necessary at first. I think just get to know the puppy by gently caressing them, talking to them, encouraging them to climb over, over to you and uh, taking it easy. Don't overwhelm your puppy with grabby hands and big hugs and squeals. On that note, if you were, say, in a, if you were advising a family with children, would you advise them to come in for that first meeting or would you want like just one adult to go in? I think it's better in most cases if there is just an adult um, or two present and then you know, the kids are managed at home where they can sit on the couch or, you know, or you know, sit in a pen or something. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a lot for the puppy to, it depends on the age of the children too, really, and their temperament and behavior. Um, you know, some kids are going to be fine holding a puppy in the back, but I, I think in most cases, kids are going to be so excited, especially if they're under 13 and under 12, you know, they, they're going to be so excited they might overdo it and um, it might be too much. So, but it depends. What, what about you, dad? Um, if you were meeting a puppy, you know, in the breeder's kennel for the very first time, how, how would you like that experience to go? Well, this is actually a very good question. One that is, yeah, it's very good. <laughs> well done. Um, most people gloss over this. And I think it's very good that we're thinking about the pros and cons of it, because this is an extremely important day. Um, it's a day when your puppy is probably going to fall apart with stress in the evening, when he suddenly realizes this is the first evening I'm sleeping alone without mum and all my litter mates. So I would definitely do it very early in the morning, as early as possible. So we have the whole day to work with the puppy. I totally agree with Kelly. I know it sounds like a bit of a killjoy, but much better if adults go on their own, preferably two adults, one to drive the car home and one to talk to the puppy if he's you know, having a hard time um, in his crate. The actual meeting of the puppy um, I obviously like to sit down, call the puppy over, he comes, come, good dog, treat, come, good puppy, treat, come, sit, treat, come, sit, treat, come, sit, treat. So I'm really building the bond as quickly as possible because it's going to be me and my other adult friend who's going to get this puppy through the night. And so I really want to establish the bond as quickly as possible if there were two of us 
And it depends what you know time of the puppet cycle, that if he's just woken up, then he is full of vigor for a good five, 10, maybe 15 minutes working with him. I do yo-yo recalls back and forth between the adults. The danger, I should explain why I would recommend children are not there. If children are there, the puppy is gonna be loved to death. I mean, he'll be stroked and squeezed and cuddled, and that's gonna make it even harder for him in the evening. So I would even go to Fars to say, you know, it'd be really good if your kids could go and do a sleepover. So you have a whole 24 hours to get this puppy and you used to the schedule so we can make this new home transition um, as easy as possible for the puppy and for you, because this is gonna be a long night, guys. <laughs> All right, that's some excellent advice. Um, so you look surprised the way you say, "Well, that's some excellent advice." There, <laughs> I'm, I'm mostly surprised that you appreciated the question. Uh, what the viewers and listeners at home don't realize is take three of this question. We 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 uh, had to fine-tune our process. Question. Well, only because I was answering the uh, usual question that people ask: How do you get through the first day and the first night? But no, this was, I thought, a very thoughtful question to talk about. Right. I th yes, Kelly. Um, I would like, I mean, all that is true, Ian's right. It's going to be, you know, probably no matter what, it'll be a, a challenging day slash evening for a, a new puppy in a new home. Uh, but, you know, in, in some cases, you may be really lucky that the breeder has already done a little bit of crate training and independence training uh, for the puppy, which would be great because then if they're used to their own carrier already and maybe the breeder gives you a carrier or they're at least used to sleeping separately, um, that, would be, that would be helpful. Um, I know we, you know we haven't gotten home yet, so there's some more, I have some more ideas for that, but we're still at the breeder. And I think what Ian said is a great idea to spend a little time, you know, let the puppy get to know you while they're still in their familiar environment. You don't just like do a drive-by and have the puppy <laughs> Thrown, you know, at you through the car window and keep going like a drive-through. Um, you know, hang out there and there. You mean like we did with Hugo? <laughs> Maybe oh, in a yeah. park, like it was some kind of yeah. drug deal or something. And here's your little puppy. Yeah, off you go. yeah. yeah. But um, we, but um, yeah. So spend some time. And I like the idea that it's early in the morning. That noise is going to go away in a minute if we can hear it. I think. Um, I like the idea of coming. You're going to the, going to the breeder as early as possible. A lot of times, I think you're going to have a long car ride home, and in some cases, even a plane ride. So there's a lot to think about, um, you know, about as far as transport goes. So we'll let Jamie yeah. take and lead us on on that so, journey. All right. So we've we've uh, entered the breeder's kennel. We spent a, a a good time there, hanging out, done maybe a little bit of training. We're we're sitting on the ground, giving the puppy the chance to come up to us. Now we're starting to think about trying to get the puppy to the car. So how do you, at, you know, with this young puppy that doesn't know you well, what's the best way to kind of uh, manage it, move it? Like, do you use a collar and leash? Do you pick it up with your hands? Do you try and get into the crate? What do you think, Kelly? I wouldn't use a collar and leash yet. I mean, most puppies have, when they first come home aren't really collar and leash trained, although they might have a collar on. And, you know, depending where you are, they might not even be, you know, really supposed to be walking on the ground yet 
Um, so you're gonna pick up your puppy and hold them in your arms, maybe with a little towel or blanket, or, uh, or in, in many cases, you are gonna put them in a carrier of sorts, maybe a soft-sided carrier that you can use as a travel bag or you know, a, little, a little crate. Um, that might be a little more challenging for the puppy. It's safer, I guess, as far as the car journey goes. Uh, certainly, if you're going to take an airplane, you'll need to do such a thing. But, um, you know, I think if it's not a long car ride, everyone's got their seatbelts on, you've got an adult in the car, maybe they can hold the puppy on their lap and have the carrier at the ready. I personally would have, Ian, brilliant having a second adult there if possible, because driving and trying to soothe a puppy as they're going on their first journey away from home is, you know, is challenging. Because um, a lot of them cry in the car. A lot of them have never been in a car. Um, again, hopefully your breeder has done that, but not everyone has. Um, it's a new new sensation and a new environment for them. But so I like to have a little crate, preferably a soft bag, because at this age, you're going to be doing you know socialization out and about in the world, and you're going to need a little carry bag anyway. Um, and I have the second adult have the puppy in the bag, maybe with a, a, a natural cow ear or some kind of delectable chew. And I, you can stick your hand in the bag and open it up and have the bag in your lap or the carrier right next to you strapped in and soothe the puppy right next to you versus holding them in your lap for a whole car ride. Yeah. Yeah. So dad, what would you think about if, um, if you had a long car trip ahead of you, you know, if you are trying to now take the puppy home, it was going to be like five, six hours in the car. Um, well, if it's going to be six hours, then I would probably, um, say we're going to have, to do it with the puppy in the crate. Um, I too like the idea of a soft crate so that if the puppy is whining, you know, and, and he's sort of inconsolate and, and getting himself worked up, I don't want that to be his first association with the crate in a moving car with no contact. So with a soft crate, we can bring it over on our lap. Then we can put our hand in and comfort the puppy um, so obviously, um, again, you need two people to do this. Um, it, I, I've always thought of transport. Um, well, when I was at vet college, you know, I, we had a lecture on transporting horses. Um, and surprisingly, a large number of them die during transport. And that shocked me. And that's when I sort of realized, had a bit of empathy for the animal, how stressful that first long trip can be and so if it were a short ride i would have the puppy on my lap and i know there's just a car it's scary but you're on my lap and i'm going to calm you and stroke you and and stroke all the parts that calm it down its chest and its ear and here trying to calm it down wiggle chew toys you know um because it's always impressed me when i see say a mother traveling with a baby and a child on her own and I just, my eyes go wide. I'm shocked. I remember the first time I traveled on my own with a child, i.e. Jamie, and you were four, but man, that was hard work. That's absolutely hard work. And, um, and so you need someone riding shotgun for you to be doing that and just trying to get through the trip in the easiest way possible for the puppy and then when we get home, the, the whole, of course, nature changes. We're now into the first day of training, which is, it's a, it's a critical day. So anywhere you travel, it's probably gonna be 
very difficult on the puppy and upsetting for a lot of people. You know, no one likes to be around a puppy or an adult dog that's whining or crying. Um, so let's try and do it as quickly as possible. Um, if it were a very long drive, I, well, no, in a very long drive, eventually the puppy will pass out. But we still got to have stops to empty that bladder out, especially if it's in the daytime. It ain't easy. And and how would you manage uh, your your potty breaks on the road with a puppy? Oh, I'd stop every hour, go outside. I'd probably um, you know try and find a, a, you know I wouldn't do it in in like a car parking lot where there's been other dogs like a rest. I would try and pull over like in a rural gateway, say, where the, you know, because he hasn't had his full shots yet. So we got to put him on the ground. Otherwise we have an enormous pee pad, you know, like <laughs> from to walk on. What do you think, Kelly? Uh, would a pee pad, you think, make sense for a, uh, well, a puppy? A oh, oh, on the ground, you could do that. You know, if you have to, you know, go on, you know, I mean, if they're used to a pee pad, most puppies at that age of their babies, where they're just coming home for the first time, they're somewhere between seven and 12 weeks of age. And if they've been in a carrier or in your arms for any length of time, when you, as soon as you put them down, most of them will go, go pee. Um, in this case, you would need a leash um, just for safety. Even though puppy can't run you, you don't want them going off the pad. I often use, um, you know, I mean, if, if it's honestly for me, if it's under two hours, I would probably try not to do that um, and just if you're holding the puppy they, they're not going to go most likely but um you know if it's a long car ride you know like Ian said you're going to have to stop I use um planters you know I go to non-dog centric shops uh. like a like a literally like a grocery store or like a dentist's office or something like that and then you, you use like the raised like the area where the bushes are or planters the airport I've put, you know, they have big planters and SFO that are literally like kind of like almost waist height with plants in them. No, no dogs walked in there. You put the puppy in the planters sometimes, you know, or like I said, at an office um, where there's some kind of, um, what do you call it? When you do things with plants, landscaping. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's some kind of landscaping, but it's not, you know, a, a, a place where dogs would be. I wouldn't go to a park. Um, sometimes parking lot islands, um, you know, for like a shopping mall or um, a grocery store, or there's little islands in between the trees for shade, mm. you know, that's like you have a lot of dog traffic in those kind of places too. You do need to have a lot of cleanup materials with you, there a whole roll of paper towels and some wipes and lots of plastic bags, I found. Um, that anti -icky -poo. But, yeah, anti-icky poo. <laughs> All right, that sounds... Yes, and wipe their feet. That's a good one. Wipe their feet. when they After they've been on the ground, even if it's a non-dog-centric place, have some, you know, I, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't use like harsh, you know, antibacterial wipes necessarily, but even a baby wipe, if you're washing their paws, is going to keep their feet clean because all you're worrying about is them picking up something on their feet and then licking their feet. It's not... Well, you're you know, worried about sniffing the ground. I mean, that's how you know, viruses get in. So, it, so I, I think the best advice is if you've been cuddling it and then you plonk it down, most puppies will pee within seconds and then you pick it up again. And mm -hmm. that's you safe and then clean his paws off. Wait for, wait for them to poop till they get 
you know, home, try to just get, you know, do a pee if you have to. All right. So it sounds like uh, for a long car trip, a, a soft carrier is nice. You can have it on your lap and you, you maybe give them a cow's ear and you're soothing them, stroking them wherever possible because it's, they're probably going to be doing some whining for a, a big car trip. Yeah. And they have these toys. Um, some of the breeders are giving them with, with the pups now these little stuffed plush toys or not even that little actually they're kind of big and they've got little heartbeats little battery operated heartbeats in them and they're kind of cute and it can be in the carrier with the puppy and it's like having another puppy in there in theory and um you know certainly can't hurt might help um i find I it soothing yeah myself. The, the latest puppy here killed it instantly yeah how old was that puppy that killed it? Um, I don't know, 10, 10 weeks, 12 weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. So. All right. Well, it sounds like uh, this, this family bringing this puppy home is going to have a, a rough car ride, but then, then they'll be home and we'll, we'll move on to the first day in our next episode. Having said that, it could go so yeah. easily. Sometimes it's okay. Yeah. All right we'll find out well unless anyone has any last thoughts they'd like to add to this uh concept of picking the puppy up bringing them home i think it's time to say goodbye all right bye Bye, everyone thanks for listening thanks for listening to season seven episode seven of iwolves if you'd like to learn more about dog behavior and training make sure to check out dunbaracademy.com and as always thank you for listening